Reconnecting faith to the marketplace. Community problems can only be truly solved by adding faith. Now local leaders come together to solve tough problems while advancing the kingdom on Good News Talk. Living down, there's a lot of us been pushed around. With yellow, black, white, and brown, with a tear on their own. Oh, can't you see why you're picking on society? Now, here's your host, Mike Hennessy. And good day, this is Mike Hennessy. Welcome to Good News Talk, where we're reconnecting faith to the marketplace. Solving the chronic cultural problems we face requires mind, body, and spirit, or faith. The world tries to solve problems without faith, and they're only treating the symptoms, never addressing the root causes. And today we're connecting faith to New York State politics, because faith and politics absolutely mix. Amen? Amen. I'm here in studio with the next New York State Senator from Monroe County's West Side. He's a husband. He's a father. He's a good friend. He's the former chief of police of the town of Gates. You know him. You love him. Ladies and gentlemen, the great, infamous Chief Jim Van Brederode. <laughs> Mike, it's great, great to be back, sir. And I'll pay you later for all those kind words. <laughs> Thank you so much, sir. I was so excited when uh, Pat Riley mentioned that... Uh, the executive committee finally approved your running, and I want to thank Veronica, your wife, for, for, for letting you run. She is the chairman of my party, <laughs> my, my know, wife. She is a saint for letting me uh, give a round two at this, absolutely. Because I know that you know you can, you can defy that executive committee, but you're going to sleep outside a lot. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, well, thank you, Mike. And really, you know, I, I am so excited to, uh, to give this a round two. A lot has changed in the last... Uh, a year and a half since the last election. Yeah. There's a lot of good news to share, and uh, we're looking forward to a good race. You know, if you first don't succeed, try, try again. The second times are going to be a charm. I don't believe you're going to need a third time. I think that the, there has been such a shift, and I was talking to Pat Riley about, about this last week. You know, last year or two years ago, you know, crime, economy, were, were two of the, the, the biggest issues that people were feeling, and yet it didn't, it, didn't, it didn't translate into the elections that we wanted. But now, after two years of the electorate getting to know who they elected, and I, and I was just thinking about this, you know, now that they've got a two-year trek record, because I bet some of them were thinking, well, you know, your opponent's coming out and doing press conferences now to talk about violence and talk about public safety, but now they can look at it and say that was that that didn't he didn't do anything he he was just he was just all fluff he was just he was just saying that to get my vote and now and not only that they got true colors of the candidates we've got we've got a report card we've got things are worse than ever and uh, and uh, people are fed up. Absolutely. And let me tell you something about those press conferences that, that my opponent has held. Don't, that, Mike, it's nothing more than window dressing. Yeah. Th those bills will never pass. 
And, uh, and again, I, I just think it's a political stunt to get on TV, and, and he does mailings that say, you know, I support public safety. But none of this is going to pass, and, and he knows it, but it's worth the political... Right. His leadership allows him to say, I want to I want to help with the stolen cars because they know it doesn't mean anything and it's going to help shore up the, his base. Absolutely. And, and he did that in, in the Cornhill neighborhood, one of the most uh, prestigious neighborhoods in the city of Rochester, surrounded by all these people that, that are just being led by a carrot. Yeah. And uh, you told me uh, earlier that, you know, one of the things that uh, well, three other things that helped convince you that you needed to run was all in the first week of February. Tell me, tell me about that week. That So, you know, in February, uh, our, our Republican committee was really uh, trying to nail down uh, which candidates were going to run. And, uh, you know, we were, we were still struggling to find somebody to run against Senator Cooney. And I, I really, you know, had thought uh, I was going to go to retirement with my wife. She was going to retire shortly. And, um, but I, I sat. I just sat there watching TV one night. It was on February first, and, and and three stories just 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 yeah. sent me over the edge here. You know, the first one was uh, there was a fourteen year old girl in the city of Rochester who was in the safety of her own home, home alone, when a, a New York State prisoner who was on parole came over and forcibly abducted this girl out of her house, uh, raped her, videotaped it, put a gun to her head. I mean, it sounds like something Hamas did when they went to to Israel. And I, I saw that story, and, and not one public official got on TV to yeah. address the underlying cause that, that led to that, that yeah. vicious lifelong attack yeah. on that girl. Yeah. Not, not one legislator, not one city council member, not the mayor, not, not even any of our county representatives. And, and I, that's the problem. That's the problem yeah. right there. Yeah. Nobody's accountable for, for what's going on. Nobody wants to be uh, 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 related to the crime because they're, they want to just avoid it. They just want to turn their back. They want to turn their head. They want it to go away. And if I don't look at it, it won't, won't happen again. And then so the next thing that happened is so this, 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 this happened. You know, the U of R came out and decided that they're going to uh, 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 Anthony Bottom bring out the bring out the speaker that 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 killed these two officers down sure. in New York City. Uh, Waverly Jones and uh, Joe uh, Pigagenti there, uh, both of those were killed in 1971. I mean, not killed, executed. Okay, they, they were literally executed, and and the one officer was 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 pleading for his life yeah. when Anthony Bottoms put the final shot into him, and and here you are after 47 years in prison. Imagine the family getting notified, uh, re-victimizing the family that, that, that the killer is, is getting out of jail. I, I couldn't even imagine the, the psychological trauma for these families. <clears throat> and, you know, Mike, what was really interesting is here's a guy that was in one of New York State's most maximum prisons. He gets let out, and he now lives in one of the most affluent zip codes in Monroe County. I'm not talking any of those three zip codes with the most poverty. He comes out of jail, and he's living in one of the most affluent zip codes in Monroe County. And, and you say, how can this happen? And if this can happen to a cop killer, what, what do you think all our other victims out there whose loved ones have been murdered? Trust me, those killers are getting out too. It's just a matter of time. And, and that is so not right, and, and it's such a slap in the face to, to all our residents, law enforcement. It's a slap against our government that really we even do this. Yeah. And then thirdly, the last incident that occurred all in this one week 
And uh, I, I got I got a poster board made of the, of this. I think pretty much everyone has seen this on national TV. We there had the, we the illegal migrants down in New York City attack the two NYPD officers. Yes, they get charged. They go to the, the NYPD. Or I'm sorry, the New York City court. They get arraigned, catch and release. There's no bail. Now, now here's somebody with no permanent job, no address, and they still let him go with no bail. And he walks out of court. He gets confronted by some reporters, and he throws the middle finger, which is the international sign of taunting somebody. Yep. And, and the fact that law enforcement can't even put him on a plane and send him back to wherever he came from no, no. is disgusting. Because I, I got to tell you, I, I was a police officer for 37 years. Every time we had somebody that was illegally in the country, a shoplifting arrest, we would call Border Patrol. They come to my office, pick the person up, bring them to Batavia. They hold them 48 hours, and they literally were on a plane going back to wherever their home country was. And the fact that in 2024, he has a constitutional right to throw the finger at, at, at our citizens. Well, if that doesn't make your blood boil and say, we have got to change, Albie. These people have all got to get fired. Every one of them. Jerry, you know, Jeremy Cooney, uh, Sam Brauk. Harry Bronson. Harry Bronson. Jennifer Lunsford. Sarah Clark. Every one of them needs to go. Damon Meeks. It is absolutely disgusting what they are doing to our state. And so I am here for the fight. I am here so voters have a choice of of, of just common sense, law and order. And let's get back to some fiscal conservative policies. Every time you look at your paycheck every two weeks and you see how much money gets taken out of it, it, New Yorkers have got to come first. And the, not that not that we need any more, but you also told me that the the week of that first, you also were witness to two crimes happening. You're just yourself, just watching these crimes happen. Tell us about those. You know, like I'm retired now, and I really I don't have any jobs. I'm, I'm every day my wife gives me a little honeydew list, and uh, I, I I leave my house. But let me tell you one thing, and I'm to all your listeners, I'm, I'm a former law enforcement officer. I do not leave my house without my Second Amendment on my hip. I'm, I'm just telling you, Amen. if I'm doing that as the, as the former police chief, that ought to be a message to every resident out there of, of how crazy our streets are right now and, and the chance of you getting caught up in the middle of something. So so literally, three days ago, at 7.30 in the morning, I go to my favorite box store where I, I buy my groceries. And it's one of those stores where you can get new tires put on your car. You can buy pretty much anything at that store. And it's it's a one-stop shop, and I love it. I, I, I get my groceries. <clears throat> I'm pushing my cart out. They got that sweet lady who stands by the door checking receipts. Yeah. I'm number two in line. I see this guy coming up the side of us pushing this cart full of groceries. Mm-hmm. None of them are bagged. Mm-hmm. And he's going around us. And as he gets up towards the door, the lady yells, Hey, sir, can I see your receipt? And he says, F you, I don't have to show it, and out the door he goes. Mm. And so, you know, Mike, imagine, right, 37 years in law enforcement, my wow. job was to play cops and robbers, okay? And I'm sitting here watching this, and, and you can just imagine my thought of wanting to go tackle that guy, take him down to the ground, call 911, and get him out of here. But, you know, clearly the store had no intentions of trying to confront this guy, and uh, they, they'd rather that he, he just left. And so I, I pushed my car out in the parking lot, and I'm like, well, I wonder where the guy went to. And I look over, and here he is at this Honda uh, SUV. The back door's open, and he's, he's loading all the loot into the car. And I'm thinking at that moment, you know what the Democrats would tell me? 
Uh, Jim, what you're watching right now is poverty. Yeah. That is poverty that is yeah. leading people to commit crimes. And racism. And racism. I'm yeah. looking at this guy, and I'm like, I'm sorry, that's not poverty, okay? That's a thug, okay? That's somebody who realizes I don't have to pay no more because the cops aren't going to arrest me, the store's not going to arrest me, and I'm going to take advantage of it. And if they do arrest me, I'm going to be back here to do it again tomorrow. Right. I mean, uh, unbelievable the stuff that's going on. Okay, so uh, last week... I'm sitting in this church parking lot in the town of Gates, right? I, mass starts at 8.30 in the morning. It's 8.20. I'm early. I'm sitting in my car listening to the radio. This car goes blown by me in the parking lot at, at like 50 miles an hour. And I'm thinking, okay, it's just somebody late for work. They're, they're, they're avoiding the, the street. They're taking cutting through the parking lot to avoid the, the intersection, right? And five seconds later, here comes a Gates police car, 50 miles an hour past my car. Amen. And, and I realize what I'm watching here, okay? This is a car chase that's taking place right in front of me. And, and, and it ends up, it was, again, it was, it was another shoplift at a local dollar store. Yep. Cops get there, the guy flees. And, and this appearance is the ticket. mayhem that we deal with. If they with. catch him, it's an appearance ticket. Yeah. It, it's, it's, at least in the city it is. I don't know. It's so frustrating that somebody has got to get down to Albany and, and bring some common sense and some reason back. You know, law and order has got to be restored. You do the time, you do the crime, you do the time. And so I am that candidate to try to bring back some common sense to Albany and the fiscal responsibility. I don't know if you can pick it up on the Facebook Live, but this man is red right now. <laughs> He's got the fight in him. He's ready to go. And it, it was, it was, and I could felt it when you came in the room today. This man is is ready to go to Albany and fight for every one of his constituents in the city and in Gates. And uh, and I just think that uh, uh, I I can't believe that the, the the voters of that district won't put you in that office this time. I really can't believe it. Well, we're, we're, we're going to give him a heck of a fight, Mike. We're going to give him a heck of a fight and, and call out all these things. People are suffering because of the policies of the Democratic Party. It is it is suffering, and uh, you know beyond beyond the economy. And when you know uh, you, you, the, the administration comes out and says, "Well, we've got the got inflation rate down to two percent," but but they don't talk about the the fact that that's on top of the nine percent, on top of the sixteen percent, on top of the six percent. That's accumulative. Your your prices haven't gone down. You guys all know that, right? You know, but he's he comes out and says that we've fixed the economy. No, it's everything is still thirty thirty five percent higher, and you're struggling with it and it's not going to get any better with the same if we keep voting for the same people you get the same outcome you know and, and we're about to set a glass ceiling on the budget at you know 233 billion for our state you know Flor florida's bigger than new york is and their budget is half of what the state of new york is uh you know that this this, this spending is it's just out of control and I want to go back to the shoplifting that you, that you witnessed yourself in your own in your own hometown. And you know, first, this is what the, this is what the this is what the Democrats do. They create the problem. They allow the shoplifting to happen. They they reduce the crimes for shoplifting. They they raise the rate at which you can be arrested for shoplifting. And then when it gets when it gets to election year. Hochul comes out and says, "I'm going to create a task force on shoplifting. I'm going to I'm going to create the problem, then I'm going to come and I'm going to be your hero and and uh, to to fix it." Isn't that crazy? People have got to see through this, and here and here she is with millions of dollars. She's going to try to help fix this problem with a task force, and it's just crazy. And if you talk to anybody in law enforcement, you know, next time you're in a coffee shop, you see a policeman, go on, go on over and talk to the policeman and, and ask them about these policies and this yeah. task force. And it, it's all just window dressing uh, to, to make it look like they they really care. And your opponent. 
does the exact same thing. So since the last election, your opponent has bought another bag of weed. You know, that's the, that's the one thing I get to say. I, get, I see him. I saw him twice. You know, he's my senator, and I've seen him twice. Tw- both times he was buying a bag of weed. And then uh, uh, I, just, I just went on the website to find that he started a $100,000 battle, uh, battle to, for substance abuse in school. So once again... You, you, you legalize marijuana, you create uh, substance abuse to ramp up in your, in your community, and then you come back with a, with a, with a substance control bill to, uh, uh, to help the kids. It's, it's just, if, if we, if we, if we, when are we going to figure this stuff out? One quick comment about the legalization of marijuana. It, it, voters wanted it, it, it's here, but they completely failed on the rollout. And so... We have Officer Mazurkowitz, who, you know, who was killed in 2022 over the black market of marijuana. And, and I can tell you right now, confidently, the black market for marijuana in all of your towns is, is booming right now. It is in every town. There are stores all over in Gates, Greece, Brighton, Henrietta, selling this stuff behind the counter. It, it, it's unbelievable. The black market that has been created because of the legalization, yeah. and you know, we we had meetings, all this law enforcement agencies, Sandra Dorley, with with, with representatives when they were about to legalize this, and, and we we asked the question about how are you going to control the black market when, when theirs is going to be cheaper, and then let alone we don't even have stores that are open <laughs> to serve the customers two years later, and so it's being sold more now in all these towns yeah. than when it was illegal. Huh, it's crazy. crazy. It's crazy. If you if you keep voting for the same people, you're going to get the same outcomes. You know, it, it, it's not just it's not just crime. It's not just uh, uh, drugs. It's it's New York City with the with a Democrat one party control. Because you have to understand, folks, the laws are made in in Albany. I know you know that. But you're, you're the only thing that's getting passed is what comes up the Hudson River from New York City. Everything that the, is happening in New York City, you're going to see in, a, in an upstate city near you soon. And uh, already, uh, $1.7 trillion of Wall Street has moved out of New York City. Already, before the Trump verdict, and I'm, re- and I'm reading now that uh, since the Trump verdict, uh, penalizing banking strategies for all corporations, they've set a precedent that if they don't like you, they will come after you and and put you out of business, and uh, and expected two trillion more of Wall Street and other and other financial companies are getting ready to leave because they don't want to be next. Yeah, and you know, Mike, part of this campaign at some point, I I will be asked to go before the Rochester Chamber of Commerce, and I I went for that endorsement two years ago, and I I walked out of there saying the exact same thing as the Chamber of Commerce. How are you endorsing these Democrats who who literally 100,000 residents a year are leaving Mm -hmm. with their tax money? And again, you have Wall Street banks that are leaving, big tech companies that are leaving. They're all heading for Texas and, and the Carolinas where it's cheaper to do business. And, you know, we all should have learned in 2009 when, when Tom Galisano packed up and went to Naples, yeah. Florida, and, and took his empire with him. That was the start yeah. of, of this mass exodus. Yep. And, you, you know, we're, we're all going to get stuck with this bill when all these companies get out of here. And, and again, 100,000 residents a year. 
are, are moving out of here. And it's all the tax base. It's These are not people that are receiving welfare benefits. These are people that are actually paying taxes in our state that are leaving. And it's going to just going to be a it's going to be a desert. It's going to be a desert that's left. And the, the governor, when she rolled her budget out in January, this this two hundred thirty three billion, she she did acknowledge that four billion dollars worth of tax receipts have left the state with people moving. And, and and so they know what's happening, but I, I don't I don't think there's any desire to, to stop it. And and again, I, I I'm going to call out that chamber of commerce when I go for that endorsement. I'm going to tell them the same thing. I you know at what point is our local chamber going to stop supporting these people that that are taking down a small business owner? And I'm going to we'll 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 go to our first break and uh, and we'll we'll complain about our current politicians one more time and then we're going to go and focus on what we can do about it. Okay, absolutely. But, but uh, uh, the the one thing that uh, your opponent came out for this week was high speed rail to Toronto. <laughs> Just, yeah, how do you re- anything but what the problems are in your district? What can we re- revive that that is never going to get implemented? That you know, or why don't we just bring back the fast ferry next? Right? Yeah. You know, it's anything but what the problems are. Anything but crime. Anything but the economy. Anything but illegal immigration, because that's a new white hot issue right now uh, in in the in the uh, in the city in the African American community. African American community is waking up, you know, when when uh, when the governor has taken millions of dollars out of their school district and millions of dollars out of Medicaid to pay for illegal uh, uh, immigrants. Uh, you've got a lot of people upset, and that's one of the opportunities that I think we're going to have coming into second time a charm. Maybe that's something we attach to your campaign, second, <laughs> second time a charm. charm. And uh, 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 we're going we're gonna to get it done this time. Our first Bible quote of the week is, we're gonna, it's our new standby political verse. It's when the righteous thrive, Proverbs 29 and 2, when the righteous thrive, the people rejoice. When the wicked rule, the people groan. And the groaning is getting louder and louder and louder out there. I pray we're sick and tired enough of being sick and tired to actually start changing some voting patterns because I think it's about to happen. And that's brought to you by YPC Media. It's an online marketing agency that implements powerful digital tools to help your business grow by helping you be found when people are searching. Go to ypcmedia.com. And for your video services, Stephen James Media. And we'll be right back. Youth for Christ Rochester needs to grow. Our kids are telling us they don't feel safe in their neighborhoods or rec centers, and they're asking us to be open more. And thanks to your support, we will. We're adding a weeknight and Saturday mornings to our basketball program. We're adding a second Arts Academy Friday night. And we're adding a second P31 girls class on Saturdays. But we need your help. $25 per month funds a kid for a year. Give your best gift to yfcrochester.org slash donate. I've been a mechanic for years, before there was a computer in every car, and before you needed to make sure your customers could find you online. It's not an easy thing tending to your core business while worrying about your internet presence or a dozen other things you're not so sure about. But you do what you can do. I got a great mechanic, Ferg, but he's not building me a website. Then I got lucky. Somebody told me about YPC Media, and I finally found everything I needed. The team at YPC Media understood my strengths, anticipated my needs, and they were there for me at every turn. YPC Media lets me do what I do best. 
keeping your car in tip-top shape while they keep up my online presence. Now I can focus on the car engines and they can focus on the search engines. As the Word tells us that all things are to be done decently and in order, we all have a desire to be more organized. Get Organized has been helping their clients effectively organize their living spaces with custom closets, pantries, garage storage systems, and more for over 30 years. Get Organized can be reached online at www.closetsrochester.com or by phone at 585-223-3646. Get Organized with Closets Rochester. Rochester.com today. Good news talk on the WYSL stations. And we're back. We're back with good news talk. This is Mike Hennessy. We're sitting here with Chief Jim Van Brederode, the uh, candidate for New York State Senate in District 56. 56. I know it's more importantly, I think what people need to understand no, nobody understands those numbers. I didn't know what, it, what that incorporates is really is Gates, Greece, Henrietta, Brighton. In the whole west side of the city, if you live in that area, then you are in my district. And speaking of the city, you know, and I think that, uh, again, two years ago, the, the white-hot issues were crime and the economy. Um, uh, the border and illegal immigration was kind of out there, It was, but it was not, it, it's, it's grown. Now that we have a couple hundred working out of the Holiday Inn and uh, uh, some people are getting kicked out of their hotel rooms, some, some citizens getting kicked out of their hotel rooms at the, at the usual places out on Buell Road, and, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 school budgets, Rochester City School District getting its, its uh its, its numbers uh, reduced a couple million dollars, and uh, Medicaid getting reduced a couple hundred dollars. So a lot of folks in the uh, African-American community, especially in the city, they're seeing that happen to their school district. Uh, the issue is getting white hot, and they're seeing, they're seeing these folks that are being shipped in here from, from uh, uh, points south and into New York City, and the overflow is coming up here, and they're really starting to see these, these people are, aren't here to help me, are they? No. And, you know, there, there clearly is a, a double standard um, created by the Democrats, perpetuated by the Democrats, on what goes on in the city of Rochester versus what goes on in the suburbs. And it's very unfortunate. The black and brown community has, has got to wake up and, and see what their leaders are doing to them. Things that are allowed in the city of Rochester would never be allowed in, in, the, in the suburbs. And and, and who's doing it? The elected officials who are, who are all Democrats. For example, if that 14-year-old had been abducted out in one of the suburbs versus in the city of Rochester, raped, videotaped, there would be buses going to Albany this week to yeah. go down to Albany and, and protest the parole reform. Yeah. A couple of years ago during COVID, there was a big story in the news about the sandwiches being produced by the city school district the ham sandwiches had mold on them if that had ever happened in the suburbs we we would never have tolerated that yeah. and, and we would have fixed that problem yeah. but but they don't do that in the city they have an, an ambulance shortage right now in the city of rochester mm. that would never fly in the suburbs but but the mayor and the city council and all these state representatives they allow it to happen <clears throat> amr is a multi-million dollar national company that they should be holding to the fire 
to, to, for, for their ambulance service, but they don't. And, and so people in the city of Rochester end up with second-class services that would never, never fly in the suburbs. And who's doing it to them? Their own elected officials who are the Democratic Party. Yeah. The Democratic Party who says they're there to help you. They're, they are not there to help you. No, they're not. They're not. And because because they, 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 they don't uh, uh, come and give you principles that will help you. The, the principles of doing well in life is working hard, <laughs> having integrity, following the law, doing the things right, you know, being, being a good neighbor, uh, treating your neighbor with love. Uh, we, we, we know all this. We know, we know how to be good citizens. But the, the, what, 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 the, what the Democratic Party does is just say, we're going to give you this, we're going to give you that. You're gonna, we're, that's what they're saying to the illegal immigrants now. We're going to give you phones. We're going to give you transportation. We're going to give you food. We're going to give you a hotel. You don't have to, have to do anything. And I know that we're, we have all these pilot programs out where you don't have to work. We're going to give you a guaranteed income. We're going to just just live your life easy, and we're going to take care of you. And it's uh, it, it never works. It's never sustainable, and it's never followed through. No, like they, they they sprinkle money around like 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 sugar, and of course everybody loves sugar, and and this is how they they yeah. keep the voter base is by by sprinkling money around instead of getting back to the basics, the grassroots of raising a family. Uh, morals, values, hard work, and instead they just they just want to hand things out, and they look like the savior with all the money, and then they they get reelected, and and nothing nothing changes years years decades later same problems. You know we're seeing uh, uh, brutal violence is on the rise too. You're seeing it in New York and with the, with the officers. I saw a video of a of a of a migrant just walking down the subway platform, just absolutely punching out people one after another one after another people just watching him do it um you know and and it's and we're seeing it we're seeing it increased uh on monroe avenue there was a there was an incident on monroe avenue it was horrific horrific it was, it was yeah. horrific and, and you know mike <laughs> that video by by sunday morning uh from had, had gone viral right everybody had seen that video and then it finally got picked up by the news our local news on monday there was no elected official again, right. state level, no, county level, city. That one elected official, county executive, city mayor, senator, w- would address, and not one reporter standing outside of somebody's office demanding that they speak. About That's it. where we've lost our. They would wait and ambush somebody coming yeah. out of their office. You're right, and, and it, it was that video. Say what you want about what the numbers show. Perception becomes reality, and everybody that watched that video was absolutely sick to their stomach and shocked that that would go on in a city public street in the city of Rochester. And, and I don't care how great this city is and all the great things that we have, that video, it does more damage to the, what the perception that becomes reality, that people will not come downtown. It was absolutely pathetic. And the fact that nobody would address it, again, it just shows the cowards that we have in these leadership And it's not positions. just the city because the Brighton Town Line is a mile down the road, and it's uh, coming to a suburb near you. The other thing that I see that I, you know, 
I don't fear anything because because I'm a I'm a I'm a kid of the the king. So I don't fear anything. But what I see that that concerns me deeply is I see these uh, 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 shelters, these makeshift shelters in New York City, filled to the brim with all these illegal immigrants. That the 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 temperatures rising. It's the 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 pot is getting the temperatures rising on the pot. I'm seeing cops go in there to arrest one of these guys that uh, that that beat the cops, and uh, and the rest of the the rest of the crew starts throwing chairs at the cops that are coming to arrest one of the guys. And I could see, you know, all it's going to take is for you know one of those shelters with a thousand. Or, and there's several different of there's there's there I think I can't remember I think there's like hundred and hundred forty thousand or hundred and forty thousand in New York City right now. What's it going to take for that to blow into riots in the streets of New York City uh, come summer, especially when it's attached to some Soros checks that you know are going to come to help instigate that? Oh, oh absolutely. And and actually, I I read yesterday we're up to one hundred seventy thousand. Illegals have been brought up into to New York. Okay, 170,000 yeah. is the yep. actual number. I heard 140. And so uh, I, I think I think what the the governor's plan is as as people leave the state, we're going to just replace them with <laughs> with illegal migrants as as residents. You know, right? That's what they're trying to do right. here. Right, they're going to replace all the workers. He's going to start giving them the hotel jobs and the and the and the, the jobs that nobody jobs. wants. Nobody wants to do. Uh, uh, we're going to start putting them in their in their jobs. And I know of uh, of my friend Jose Pio thinks that they're going to start trying to put them into the military so that they can use the military against us. <laughs> I don't I don't think that's going to happen this summer. But I think the rioting could happen this summer, and they could the the rioting could get so bad that the that the administration uses it as an excuse to. Uh, 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 enact martial law and shut down the elections altogether. I mean, I don't like to be conspiracy theorist, but uh, I also, you know, am one of those guys that realizes that everything that was a conspiracy theory a year ago is is fact today. And, you know, the, the, gov- the governor talks about we have all these unfilled government jobs right now, these civil service jobs, and she wants to make it easier for them to get it. And I say to myself, oh, okay, how about those those three most impoverished, impoverished zip codes that they always talk about in Rochester, right. New York? <laughs> why, why are those? Why is there nobody from the state civil service up here walking those neighborhoods, uh, handing out applications, trying ch- ch- trying to give those yeah. jobs that the people in Rochester, New York, and the most impoverished zip codes that they keep quoting on TV? I, I, I don't get it. None the cynical answer is we already have them dependent on us. We don't want to upset the dependency that they have on us is 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 mom and dad and government daddy. Government daddy. Yeah. <laughs> That's the daddy. Mm-hmm. It is. <laughs> You know, it's. Uh, 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 I'm just looking over my notes. We've covered a lot of this ground. You know, all this to be said, folks. This is what happens when there's no check and balance. This is what happens when one party rules. I, see, I know you're tired of hearing me say it. Whenever there's one party rule, there's no opposing thought. There's no opposing ideas. Bad policy is always going to be the result 
of no critical thought, no opposing view. If you don't have an opposing view, you're always going to end up with bad policy on either side of either the political side, spectrum. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, uh, so we, you know, we we lost our only check and balance here in Monroe County uh, when we lost the uh, county executive race. I mean, we're uh, you can get as much done in the legislature as you want, and I think we have to spend more time, you know, uh, uh, looking at that body and and making sure that we have <laughs> we can at least get that back, and so that we can stop some of the. Uh, uh, policies that are coming down that are bad, but look at what happened with uh, with with the with the not for profits with the with the uh, CRC. You know, when 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 one party's in in there's no checks and balances. All that could have been slowed down or stopped if there was an opposing party uh, looking at what's going on. This not for profit just sprang up. Recently, uh, uh, it's gonna, we're going to give them seven million dollars to distribute to twenty other not-for-profits, and uh, son of a gun, didn't the the, the hundred thousand dollar SUV show up and the hundred and twenty thousand dollar pickup truck show up, and uh, the CEO's gone and the money's gone, and who could have guessed? Yeah, you can't make this up. <laughs> it was, and it happened so quickly. Thank God it was only in the first million, and we weren't in the right. million number five when right. somebody finally realized the money's not going to where it's going. But yeah, it just shows, you know, that that, that whole incompetency of how that that whole hundred million dollars uh, in taxpayers' money that was that was given out as American recovery money uh, has been mishandled and. Just, just, just no accountability, and only government could could screw up such a good thing <laughs> that that was given to us. And uh, it'd be interesting to see how that's all going to play out. Yeah, and I think you know the 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 uh, our legislators will keep telling if they do mention crime, they say, "Well, bail reform is working, crime is down, crime is down," um, but they're not addressing the the uptick in the violence. They're not. They're not addressing the uptick in the in the uh, in, you know desperation of the shoplifting is picking up here. The, the crash and grabs are going up. You know, uh, uh, cars slamming in the trees. Uh, uh, it's 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 the violence and the uh, is 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 ramping up. There may be less murders, um, but I also say you know if 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 murder go if murder rates go up or crime rates go up. 200% in one year, and then it reduces 20% the next year, and you're, and you're living on the idea that crime is going down, it's still 180% higher than it should be. And, uh, 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 you know, there was a lady, <laughs> I was looking on your Facebook page, there was a lady who, we, we thought the stolen car issue was, was over, right? She had her Hyundai stolen for the third time with a steering wheel lock on it. Yeah, and, and I, I, can't, it was incredible reading that story. <laughs> She's probably had the, the the brought it to the place to have it fixed so that they can make it unstealable. Probably, um, maybe not. But uh, it's it's none of this stuff just stops and goes away. It's just people no. are suffering in the city, and, and, and we've got it. We've got to make a change. And, and what's city council's solution? We're we're going after Kia, right? We're we're going to sue Kia. Yeah. We're going to hold Kia. Kia responsible for, for, for not making a safe car instead of addressing locking up the people that are stealing the cars. The guy that no. stole six Kias. <laughs> We're going to hold Kia responsible, which means it'll never happen, and, and these poor victims are never going to see a dime uh, to, to help restore their cars. And let me tell you, those repairs take months to, to fix. Yeah, and thousands uh, of dollars. Oh, dear Lord. <clears throat> 
And at the same time, you know, uh, the Dems are all they're, they're all about keeping criminals on the streets. They're, they make it more and more and more difficult to own a gun and protect yourself all yeah. at the same time. You can't make it up. I don't have a pistol permit. And, and I'm looking at it, and it's, I mean, if I were to start it now, two years, right? And how many, and how many hundreds of dollars am I going to have to pay for all the training and everything else? It, it's, the Second Amendment is now for the wealthy, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, it, it's now for the wealthy. And, you know, I, I went to a, a meeting this week of the Gun Orders of America, and they highlighted that in the last year over 150 gun stores have, have closed, gone out of business because they, they, they can't make money anymore. They can't sell ammunition yeah. Um, and and so, you know, the state has done exactly what they wanted: get these stores to close. Your your big box stores won't sell ammunition no more, and uh, they're doing everything they can to suppress your Second Amendment right. Half of this is unconstitutional, but it, it'll take years to get it into right. The court. They they don't they hate the Constitution. They're gonna they don't care about the Constitution. They're happy to make laws that are unconstitutional. No one is going to take six years sure. to get amended. And it's going to cost a lot of money yeah. on behalf of. the the grassroots organizations to fight it. But, you know, my, if, you, if you don't mind, if we got time, I don't know where we are here, but uh, the, uh, there was another horrific case out of Gates uh, that, time. That, that occurred, you know, and, and, and it's too bad because it followed exactly what the Democrats wanted. <clears throat> you know, their goal is to, and, and, and Mr. Cooney there, he, he's got a bill sponsored right now to eliminate minimum Sentencing. In other words, if you get caught with a gun, it's it's a minimum of five, whatever, five to eight, right? He wants to do away with that minimum mm. because he wants to. He believes that maybe if you're good after two years, we can get you back out into the workforce, get you hired somewhere. So, so I got this Gates business owner, um, who goes and and does what the Democrats want. She she hires a parolee, gives him a job. Uh, he was a murder parolee, um, somebody who had who had done a murder. And she gives him a job, and then the day comes where he waits in the parking lot, and he's going to rob the boss of the, any money that she has that day. Oh, yeah. And he waits in the parking lot. It's a Saturday. Why? Because when you're a small business owner, you work seven days a week. Yeah. There, there, there's no 40-hour weeks. So it's not uncommon to have to work on a Saturday. Right and this guy confronts her with a shotgun and, and kills her with a shotgun, the parolee. The boss, the employer who gave him a job, that the the Mon Meeks and the Jeremy Cooney's who who want these people paroled because they're going to be productive citizens back in our community, yeah. and and the horrific trauma and violence that was committed to this family who, who lost their mother, you know, and her name was Jessica Romick, right? And that, that that's the name we should be talking about of who these victims are and what the cost looks like, what the human toll and cost is of these crazy, crazy far-left policies that, that just boggle the mind. And we, the only way to stop this is we, we have got to elect certain people in the office to change it. The only way we can change this is, is through legislation, just the way they changed it. And, and we have got to get some Republicans over the goal line on November 5th so that we can get in there and, and right the ship up before we end up losing everything. Amen. Amen. And I think, you know, there, there's a couple other things we could talk and, and, and rail about, but I think that we've, I think you've got the point, folks, you know, and this is a faith-based show. And uh, so I, I want to talk, I want to close this segment, segment with uh, talking about what is the church's role when it comes to government and politics, because too much of the church thinks they can take 
take it off, you know, and, and not participate in electing our leaders. And, and I, nothing could be further from the truth. Uh, Paul was very political. Paul used his citizenship. Paul called out the, the government leaders every town he went to, uh, and so did and, and, and so did so did many of the prophets. And, and uh, you know the way things work in, in 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 the Bible is God spoke to the prophets, and the prophets gave it to the people, and then they went and gave it to the governing authorities. And uh, 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 nothing's changed. So the idea that the church should be holed up and cocooned in their church and not involved in voting for righteous leadership is a lie. And it's a lie, and it's based on the lie, separation of church and state. It's a, it's a, it's a lie it's a, that has been uh, purported for so many years that the left and the liars have said it so long and so loud that, that people believe it. It has nothing to do with that whole separation of a church and state was, was, was said by Thomas Jefferson to convince uh, uh, the church that the government's never going to interfere with the church. Not that the church shouldn't interfere in the government, and uh, we have to. Who's going to elect righteous leaders if if the church stays home? Yeah, and, you know, Mike, I, I get around a lot um, in the faith community here in Monroe County. I, I'm in different churches all all the time, and every ch- church in the last couple of years I go to, every one of them has a story to tell me about a crime because of all these reforms that have been made. Mm-hmm. All the churches have not been immune to this. Uh, car, cars are being stolen right. out of the parking lot during church services. Um, you, you got a lot of prisoners being mugged in the parking lot. Uh, items are being stolen out of the church. And, and so instead of addressing it, like, like you said, to get involved, churches, unfortunately, are just locking up their buildings yeah. so that they're no longer accessible. Right. When somebody's looking for a spiritual timeout, you can't go to that 24-hour church anymore that was open because they now lock them. The wall's we, been secured. We, we've right. surrendered to this crime. And so instead of locking Bring the little children under me. Oops, sorry, kids. Sorry, kids. The playpen's locked. It's, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. It, who's paying the price? Yeah, yeah. The and, people uh, that need the church, and you know, it's 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 it really is something that uh, uh, is 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 it's it's a big part of of why I'm here. Why I'm doing it is to convince the church that we're supposed to be a part of all seven mountains of influence. That's church. That's family. That's media. That's business. That's arts and entertainment. That's government. That's education. When we withdraw from any one of those circles of influence, the enemy goes in and has a free hand at it, you know, and that's where we are. The culture, we've retreated from the culture in all these different seven areas, including government, and the enemy, it's Matthew 26, I think. When a spirit leaves a thing and it's not replaced with a good spirit, the the seven go in that are worse than the first, and that's what's happened to our culture. So we have to start taking back these, these, we're in the world, not of the world, but let's not forget he put us in this world, and we're here to supposed to, we're supposed to, uh, uh, occupy and uh, 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 what's the other one? No, it's, it's lost me. To possess and occupy. Those are both active verbs. Those are things that we're supposed to be doing. We're not supposed to be retreating to the church, and we got to go out there and take uh, uh, take a, take our authority that we have that He's given us and uh, put it to use. And, and what amazes me, Mike, is 
I, I see a lot of elected officials that go to certain churches, and, and they, they don't even bat an eye. I mean, it's happening to their church too, and they don't they don't even care. Just, they're, they're more interested in the rights of making sure bad people get back a second bite of the apple than what's happening to their own church. And I I, I just don't, I just don't get it. it. It just it boggles my mind when I see them sitting in church who just got stuff well, stolen it, out of their church. It, what it is is it's a it's a time it's it's a time when uh, uh, good is evil and evil is good and we're at those times and uh, we're not supposed to be passive about it. When we come back, we're going to go to our second Bible quote of the week, and when I come back, we're going to talk about what people need to do to help you out. And it's uh, and it's one of our new uh, favorite political uh, verses, Ecclesiastes ten two: the heart of the wise inclines to the right, but the heart of the fool to the left. <laughs> Nothing left to say on that. That's the word of God right there, folks. <laughs> it's brought to you by Rochester Youth for Christ. We're growing at YFC Rochester with your support. We'll add Saturday mornings back to basketball. We're adding a second P31 girls class that teaches basic entrepreneurial endeavors. There's going to be a second Arts Academy Friday, but we need your help. $25 a month or a $300 one-time gift. Sponsors a kid for a whole year here at yfcrochester.org slash donate. We'll be right back. Youth for Christ Rochester needs to grow. Our kids are telling us they don't feel safe in their neighborhoods or rec centers, and they're asking us to be open more. And thanks to your support, we will. We're adding a weeknight and Saturday mornings to our basketball program. We're adding a second Arts Academy Friday night. And we're adding a second P31 girls class on Saturdays. But we need your help. $25 per month funds a kid for a year. Give your best gift to yfcrochester.org slash donate. I've been a mechanic for years. Before there was a computer in every car. And before you needed to make sure your customers could find you online. It's not an easy thing tending to your core business while worrying about your internet presence or a dozen other things you're not so sure about. But you do what you can do. I got a great mechanic, Ferg, but he's not building me a website. Then I got lucky. Somebody told me about YPC Media. I finally found everything I needed. The team at YPC Media understood my strengths, anticipated my needs, and they were there for me at every turn. YPC Media lets me do what I do best. Keeping your car in tip-top shape while they keep up my online presence. Now I can focus on the car engines, and they can focus on the search engines. Good news talk on the WYSL stations. And we're back. We're back with Good News Talk. This is Mike Hennessy, and uh, we're wrapping up with Jim Van Brederode running for New York State Senate, the west side of the city and county, some of Henrietta, some of Greece. But, folks, we got them back. Let's make sure that we get them in that seat. This is important. You know, if, if, if you haven't realized how important it is over the last two years, then uh, then I can't help you. But we yeah. got to get this guy. He's uh, he's he's taking the gloves off. He's uh, putting his retirement back in the, on the back bench. His wife is going to be. Uh, we're going to. They're going to put him her up for beatification soon. I'm sure. Uh, Veronica, thanks for she canceled uh, her retirement for letting him go. But uh, 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 we got to put him in the seat this time. Uh, what do folks need to do? What do we need folks to do, and where do they go to do it? Well, 
uh, we're, we're, the campaign is it's just, just starting to kick off. We don't have anything up and running yep. yet as far as the, the web page. But well, here's what's more important is 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 your vote, vote, voter turnout, right? We just had an election in November for county executive, one of the highest elected officials in our local government, mm-hmm. and 34% of the voters came out for that race. We had a great candidate, Marcusini, on the Republican voice, <laughs> conservative, Republican. We, we, we had a, a wonderful alternative, and only 34% of the people took the time to come out and vote. And, and that's what 10 days of early voting. You know, they, they made voting so much Horrible. easier. <laughs> people still, still will not take the time to come out and vote. And it, it's really pathetic to, to see that happening. And it's almost a slap in the face to all our veterans who, who, who fight for our country yeah. so that we, we have a, yeah. a right to vote in this country and nobody comes out. So the, the, the biggest thing on, on, on Election Day is going to be can we get our voters, people go. that think like us, that value that we value, will they come out and vote? It, it sounds... Incredible that that we're sitting here pleading like this, but when you look at the numbers, it's absolutely pathetic. Everyone sits behind a keyboard at home on their Facebook pages, complain and complain, complain. Yeah. And and now we have people. We have a great slate of candidates to, to challenge all of these offices, but none of us can help you until we until we get elected into office. And, yeah, and people have got to come out and vote. You got to talk to your neighbor. You got to talk to your coworkers to take the time to come out and vote. Our country is about to fail. We're, we're, we're crashing big time, and but we can't help you. Nobody can help you unless you get the vote out. That's how the, the, the process works. And we have to play by the rules that are on the ground today. If there's early voting, get out on the first day of early voting and go vote. We can't stick to this, well, I only vote on election day and all this other stuff. No, 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 no. The, the rules have changed, and if we're not playing the rules of the game that are set Today, we're going to lose every single time. They're coming in with, with hundreds of thousands of votes before we even, and it just happened in, uh, in Long Island with this Santos vote, oh, yes, there right? You go. Uh, everybody, you know, whoever waited till Election Day, as soon as Election Day came, the Democrats already had hundreds of thousands of votes in. Election Day came and they had a winter storm. Yep. And, it, and it, kept, it kept probably 50% of the people home that would have voted anyway. So go for the early voting. And, and, you know, and, and send Jim some money. Okay, folks, I know, I know these guys hate to ask for your money. Jim's been a, a law enforcement officer all his life. He doesn't want to ask you for money. But his opponents is going to have at least $100,000 from George Soros before they start. Yeah. Before they start, before they get to union, before they get the school district, before they get the, the, uh, all the different uh, 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 pots of money that's come in. Plus, uh, there's public financing now, so there's going to be government money coming in. His opponent is going to be loaded, and yes. uh, and uh, uh, he's already sitting on a half a million. I went and looked today. He's already sitting on half, half a million, million dollars, and that's before any of this public financing starts. So, ready to reach me right now is uh, JVB. My initials JVB, the number four, and then Senate at yahoo.com. Send me an email, and I can get in touch with you how to how to make a donation right now. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it's all about being able to get the message of our campaign out, and, and it takes money to do that through television ads and billboards, and uh, it's very costly. But we can do this. If everyone just believes it, we can get it done. His opponent's going to have it, folks. we got to help him. we got to go. Jim, thanks so much for running. I'm so grateful for you. We're going to go to our third Bible quote of the week. And it's Proverbs 10 and 25. When the storm has swept by, the wicked are gone, but the righteous 
stand firm forever. We're in the storm now, folks, but God is in the boat. When we elect righteous leaders, the storms will cease. And that's all the time we got. We got to go thank our sponsors. We got to thank you to YPC and Stephen James Media. Get organized closets and storage. Rochester Youth for Christ. And your name goes here. We're looking for one sponsor. And folks, as always, see you next week. And as always, get out there and give them heaven. Tonight